This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Up next, tax reform. IBA advances. Cruise demands. Northy needs bill. CRP expansion. And EPA guidance for CAFOs. The table is now set for Republicans to push through a major tax bill. After the House cleared the fiscal 18 budget yesterday, House Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady announced his committee would release its detailed tax reform plan next Wednesday. He said the committee would then spend several days debating the legislation the week of November 6th. The Senate Finance Committee plans to act a week behind the House schedule. Brady won't say how the plan is going to treat two issues important to agriculture, that the estate tax and rules for pass-through businesses. IBA confirmed, but Northy waits. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is making some progress, but he continues to struggle to build a staff at USDA. The Senate yesterday confirmed by voice vote the nomination of Greg IBA to be Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs. But Senate leaders had to delay action on a second nominee, that Iowa Agriculture Secretary Bill Northy, because of objections by fellow Republican Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Cruz placed a hold on Northey's nomination in response to assurances that the Trump administration gave last week to Iowa political leaders on biofuel policy. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts told AgriPulse yesterday he had talked to Cruz twice about dropping the hold on Northey, but he didn't get anywhere. Pro-oil senators chafe at Trump's RFS policy. A letter that Cruz and eight other senators sent to President Trump on Wednesday provides some clues as to what he wants. The letter asked Trump to set up a meeting within three weeks to discuss biofuel policy, warning that if the administration does not make, quote, adjustments or reforms to the renewable fuel standard, quote, it will result in a loss of jobs around the country. Biofuel groups are dismissive of the letter. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score calls it, Nothing more than an attempt to roll back the president's strong commitment to the RFS. Brooke Coleman, with the Advanced Biofuels Business Council, said oil refiner Valero is behind the effort and criticized the company for demanding that the EPA sacrifice America's rural economy on the same day the refiner is posting massive post-quarterly profits. Cloud over Northy? Likely to linger. Robert says Congress may not be able to clear up questions about Northey's job title at USDA until the Farm Bill is up for consideration. Under Purdue's reorganization of the department, Northey would oversee the Natural Resources Conservation Service, as well as the Farm Service Agency and the Risk Management Agency. NRCS is now under a separate undersecretary. However, Roberts and the ranking Democrat on the Senate Ag Committee, Debbie Stabenow, said in a letter to Purdue last week that Congress will have to pass legislation to allow Northey to serve in the reorganized role that includes NRCS. Purdue hasn't contested the committee's legal argument, according to Roberts. The panel will address the issue either through the Farm Bill or perhaps in a standalone bill. Hope is seen for CRP expansion. The top Democrat of the House Agriculture Committee, Colin Peterson, says he thinks it's feasible to significantly expand the Conservation Reserve Program with money that's already in it. CRP is now capped at 24 million acres. Peterson says it's possible to increase the limit as high as 30 million acres by reducing payment rates and limiting high-cost practices. One idea that's being considered 
cap CRP payments at 80% of the prevailing rental rate. Peterson told AgriPulse yesterday, we've identified a significant amount of money that can be saved in CRP. Now, he's working with Senator John Thune, a South Dakota Republican, on the issue. But it's important to remember that restrictions on existing practices are likely to face tough opposition from environmental groups as well as others. CAFO get air emissions advice. EPA has released guidance to help animal feeding operations figure out whether they have to report air emissions from animal waste. A federal appeals court ruled earlier this year that the agency cannot exempt farms from laws governing emissions reporting for hazardous chemical releases. The guidance says, quote, EPA recognizes that it will be challenging for farmers to report releases from animal waste because there is no generally accepted methodology for estimating emission quantities at this time. EPA understands that farmers may need to report their releases in broad ranges that reflect the high degree of uncertainty and variability of these releases. But EPA also said that because of the way Congress wrote the Emergency Planning and Community Right to Know Act, it does not believe that farms engaged in, quote, routine agriculture operations should be subject to the reporting requirements. U.S. Poultry, which was involved in the litigation, says it appreciates EPA's practical determination that the use of poultry litter is certainly a routine agriculture operation and therefore exempt from the EPCRA reporting. Dual herbicide cotton mold. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service will review a petition from Bayer Crop Science to approve cotton genetically engineered for resistance to both glyphosate and ioxaflutol. Glyphosate, of course, is the active ingredient in Roundup, while ioxaflutol is found in Bayer's Balance Flex, a herbicide registered for use on corn but not on cotton. The comment period will run through December 26th. U.S. declares victory on tuna labels. The Trump administration is claiming a, quote, complete and resounding victory and U.S. efforts at the World Trade Organization to defend dolphin-safe labels for tuna. Mexico has been challenging the label since 2008, claiming it discriminates against the Mexican fishing industry, which uses a method that does involve capturing dolphins. Farm Alliance pitches Biotech Doc. U.S. Farmers and Ranchers Alliance hopes a new documentary by Academy Award-nominated filmmaker Scott Hamilton Kennedy will promote consumer acceptance of biotechnology. U.S. FRA CEO Randy Kratz told reporters he's hoping the film Food Evolution, which is narrated by astrophysicist and science communicator Neil deGrasse Tyson, will help move the needle with consumers. Kennedy stressed to reporters that the film is backed up by the best science available and summarizing his documentary by quoting from Daniel Gold's review in the New York Times, Food evolution posits an inconvenient truth for organic boosters to swallow. In a world desperate for safe, sustainable food, GMOs may well be a force for good. Here's today's He Said It. Hard-working Americans whose jobs depend on a strong, independent, refining industry deserve the opportunity for you to hear directly from their representatives on the potential impact of policies that could kill their jobs and destroy a critical component of our nation's economy. That in the letter that nine senators sent to President Trump on the Renewable Fuel Standard. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 27th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a hybrid strategic consulting, marketing, and communications company that delivers innovative solutions and meaningful results to clients across the farm, food, environmental sciences, and lifestyle spectrum. For more information, please visit WideOpenThinking.com. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.